You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of Locked On Vikings. I'm your host, your pal in the kitty copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. You can find this show wherever you find your favorite podcasts, or you can simply ask your smart device to play podcast Locked On Vikings. And of course, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. And today I have a very special treat for you. We are going to spend most of the show talking to Ivy Strafing, who, if you are unaware, is the Vikings representative and a top 15 Madden, EA's Madden player in the world. So we're going to talk to him about Madden and its relationship to the NFL. This was uh, one of the listener suggestions was to talk about Madden. And so I figured I'd bring on the best guy that I knew. And uh, that discussion was really, really fun. And I can't wait to show it to you. But first, I want to talk to you about one of the Vikings draft picks. DJ Wanham, fourth round pick out of South Carolina, grew up wrestling with his brother, as so many NFL prospects do. There is a simply wonderful anecdote told by his mother about the two of them at ages 12 and 14 wrestling so hard they put a hole in the wall that she then had to go replace. And perhaps moms out there can relate. And so it's no surprise that when high school and middle school started rolling around, DJ Wanham wanted to play football, wanted to play really bad. And like so many NFL players out there, it was immediately an obsession and and a love affair. And really, that attitude is what led him to become an NFL-caliber player, as it so often goes. His brother Dylan was not so eager. After uh, his first 7th grade practice, he gets back in the car, and he's all beat up, and he's crying. He says he never wants to do it again. But DJ Wanham's love of football, I guess, spreads to those around him, because after talking to his brother, he ends up getting uh, convincing him to try again the next year, and Dylan Wanham ends up following in DJ's footsteps all throughout high school. So recruitment season comes around for DJ, and of course he's pretty good, so he gets 10 offers. He, he visits one school, that's South Carolina, and he ends up committing there. A couple years later, it's his brother's turn who plays right tackle, so that you can imagine them like uh, practicing against each other in high school all the time. And of course, DJ Wanham says, hey, this could be kind of fun. Why don't you come to South Carolina as well? And he's got an offer, so that's what happens. So the Wanham brothers follow each other to South Carolina. Hey, maybe there's a, a new Minnesota Vikings right tackle in the works uh, being groomed in the South Carolina Gamecocks right now. But uh, focusing more on DJ's story, he ends up having a decent start to his junior year. He was already a captain, even as an underclassman, and, and kind of seemed to be one of those leaders, face of the defense kind of guys for South Carolina. But in the season opener, he hurts his ankle, he stays out for a a significant amount of time, and when he comes back, it's still lingering, he's in and out, and ultimately his junior year becomes something to kind of throw into the trash. So his senior year, South Carolina isn't off to a great start. They start off one and three. They've dropped two in a row, and they're playing at the University of, or they're playing against the the University of Kentucky in front of their home crowd. And the first half goes pretty well. They end up with a, a ten to zero lead, and it's a really really good defensive performance. DJ Wanham is starting to have a, a really nice start, at least to to his uh, personal senior campaign. Uh, But there's this moment, you come in out of the second half, you're up 10 to zero, and you need to kind of do a tone center on the first uh, of your drives in the second half. And he lines up, he gets chipped by a tight end, and he just like 
completely sheds this guy. The chip completely misses. It doesn't slow him down at all. He absolutely dusts the tackle with a, a beautiful, I think they were both swim moves, actually. And he he gets the uh, now running away quarterback. He rushes from the quarterback's blind side. Quarterback starts running away, tries to get one off, gets a strip sack and falls on it. And quickly, the South Carolina offense punches it in, makes it 17 to zero. And the game pretty much just kind of coasts to an end from there. And it's this great moment because he gets SEC player of the week honors. And ultimately, at the end of this season, he puts up like a whole bunch of tackles for loss. I want to say like six sacks on the year, pretty good for college. And uh, he ends up being nominated, at least, for Comeback Player of the Year. And throughout all of these kind of anecdotes, you see this, this deep, deep love for football that affects his life and affects everybody around him. You know, he has this obsession with it from the first day he picks up a, a helmet and, and he drags his brother into it, even though his brother like didn't want to in middle school and then he says hey no you know this has been so amazing come come play with me at South Carolina as well and then there's that that dedication that perseverance you know when you get hurt especially when it's a stupid nagging ankle injury you know when he he first hurts his ankle in the season opener in 2018 the coaches are telling him you know oh it's going to be a month maybe you know a month and maybe five or six weeks and he ends up pretty much having his whole season robbed of him from him because of it and so to come back with from that like that's a frustrating disheartening experience and so many players a lot of players in this series that end up on the Vikings anyways uh, kind of have their whole kind of time derailed I think uh, Mark Fields is one you'll probably hear about that soon uh, and you know, these guys can kind of get disheartened and it's difficult to come back and approach it with that same fervor and that same dedication and drive and like mentality that you have when you're a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed freshman. And so to come back and attack the game like that and get that that honor and have a good enough year to then get drafted and, and catch the attention of Andre Patterson is, I, I think, worth noting at least. So now DJ Wanham, I have him in the the competition tier because I think he technically, as a fourth rounder, I would say he is competing with a guy who was a rotational player that's now competing for a start. That's Ifadi Odenimbo. If I had to pick a winner in that battle, I would pick Ifadi Odenimbo, but I, I think that that will be a genuine competition. I would not be surprised to see DJ Wanham just with a fourth round pick, you might give that, you know, and, and no like superstar bona fide guy like Everson Griffin, you could see that guy getting a few first round reps. I, I said the same thing about like James Lynch, whether or not he wins the battle. Well, that's a, a different prediction, but I think he'll get a God's honest shot. And that's a pretty good place to be for a guy that just, you know, a year ago was dealing with an ankle injury and wasn't sure if he was ever going to be able to play at the same level again, as you kind of always are with an injury. So now I'm going to move on to uh, the main topic, I guess, of today's episode, which is Madden. And yeah, it might be weird that I'm talking about Madden on a... Vikings, like NFL, you know, in real life, IRL football podcast. But I, I do think it's interesting because I think it does have a relationship to the NFL. I mean, legally, they have like a relationship about selling the rights and sometimes that's in the headlines. But also it, it has a, a relationship in terms of how fans parse the NFL. You know, a lot of people kind of learn the basics from Madden. And if you don't know the basics, I actually think Madden is a great way to learn it. Just playing through and learning, you know, what cover three is and learning what cover one is and, you know, the difference between certain paths. What's a toss run? 
you know, what's a stretch run, you know, just really, really basic stuff like that, I think is great for, for Madden. And then it kind of peters out when you need to get into some of the more advanced stuff, you know, when you need to learn about sub package and stuff like that, Madden isn't quite as well equipped to, to teach you that, you know, the difference between a weak side and a, and a strong side linebacker, Madden labels it left linebacker and right linebacker, and will always have the same guy line up on the left or right. That's not how NFL teams do it. But either way, I think Madden is a, a pretty interesting topic to at least talk about for one of these, you know, dog days of the offseason. So I have Ivy Strafen here. I, I did an interview with him, and I'm going to show it to you in a second. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about Built Bar, uh, the sponsor of today's show. Built Bar is a protein bar that's perfect for after a workout, perfect for in the morning or like a guilt-free late night snack. It's really low in sugar and it's not like too sweet, like something like a Cliff Bar for me is like just this hit of sugar if I'm going to like have it in the morning. That's, it's just too much and like give me a headache. Uh, and this isn't, isn't like that. It's really delicious. It has this really deep, like layered chocolatey flavor and it comes in a bunch of different fun flavors too. Uh, like there's a mint chocolate one, there's a raspberry one if that's your speed, there's double fudge brownie, that's probably everybody's speed, a peanut butter one, a toffee almond, really whatever you could imagine. So if you go to builtbar.com, you want to order any of those flavors, you can enter uh, promo code locked on at checkout and you'll get 10 bucks off of your first order. That's builtbar.com promo code locked on. And uh, when we come back, we will talk to Ivy Strafing, one of the best Madden players in the world. So stick around. Okay, I'm here with Vikings representative in the Madden world in top, gosh, I don't know what your rank is, but I'm here with Ivy Strafing. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? What? Where? Where is your rank nowadays? Where are you? Uh, you're a top what player? Um, I would say this year, just how the game played, I was not ranked very high. But usually, I'm around top fifteen, top ten player okay, every cool. year. This year was a little bit of an outlier, but this is we'll a Vikings podcast, so we'll we'll let you get away <laughs> with top ten. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so uh, usually on this show, we're talking about like on the field, real life, IRL football, but Madden is a, a very different game. And I think what I really want to talk about is, you know, Madden is not necessarily a simulation of real football. There's a lot of differences between real football and like how you win in Madden. Of course, you just had somebody win a tournament only running the ball. We can talk about that if you want. Uh, but I guess for you, Tell me how the game differs like from how you strategize and how you win in Madden versus how you would strategize and win in football. Like where do the two diverge? Yeah, I mean the concepts are the same. You actually hear like NFL players be like, okay, the plays, like the play designs, a lot of that is the same. But I guess we're – famously loaded his whole – Yeah, exactly. Uh, Good old Teddy. Don't get me started on that. But <laughs> love oh, no. Teddy, love Bridgewater. But anyways, uh, it, it kind of diverts where you have to figure out year to year what works in the game and what doesn't. So, for example, one year maybe post routes are really good or corner routes compared to the previous year. And, like, maybe a defense that they're trying to run to counter it's really good this year or not. So, for example, if I'm, if I'm running, like, a flood concept and zones are really good that year it's not going to work very well so you're going to have to attack up more of the middle of the field where they use your players things like that so it's like you said it's very simulation based on football but the finer details are in figuring out what works in the game and what doesn't for like also for like run plays like some years sweeps are good some years dives are good things like that and you got to figure out what kind of front you want to run against what kind of defense you want to run against and that's kind of why I, I got into Madden, like I've, I've always been obsessed with football 
and uh, just having that chess match um, virtually is a lot of fun to me, and it's kind of what got me hooked. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so kind of backing up from what you were talking about there, because there a lot of the listeners are not necessarily gamers and maybe won't understand the idea of like a metagame. Yeah. Um, so can you explain like what a metagame is and how you kind of track it and follow it and all that stuff? Yes. So for example, last year um, in Madden, it was a very pass heavy game where you wanted to throw the ball every play. You wanted to get big physical receivers, the Randy Moss types, and uh, kind of throw them the ball and have them dominate um, the defensive backs. So to be good last year, you had to figure out how you can best utilize passing to these big receivers, fast receivers, but also how you can stop it using different coverage tactics, using man coverage, mixed with zone coverage, things like that, blitzing. So again, it comes down to, it's kind of like a perfect chess match in regards to what NFL coaches do on any given Sunday, but now you're doing it virtually and that's, like I said, that's kind of what I think makes people so interested in Madden and makes it fun for them. Yeah, I think there's something similar in, in IRL football that can actually kind of be derived from the Madden world where you have to not necessarily say, okay, you know, here are the best players and the best plays and I'm just going to run them. But no, here are the best things against what my opponents always do yeah. and, and kind of always constantly adapting to that. Yeah, and like – like people are like, oh, you just run the same play over and over, but really you're making so many different adjustments within that play. And okay, this guy's getting manned up. This guy, they're doing a bracket coverage on this guy. How can I break that? How can I uh, get that guy open or use him as a decoy? Things like that. So it's just like a constantly evolving, quick version of um, in real life football, but you know the virtual version. So that's yeah, like I said, that's why I get people. Um, that's why a lot of NFL players like playing it. That's why people like me play it. It's just it's fun. Yeah, that's maybe the craziest thing that when I, whenever I watch Madden, um, like competitively, is watching the uh, the like pre-snap adjustments and everything because you really are almost drawing new plays at the line of scrimmage all the time because you know okay here's that man on man yep, yep. even even in the play selection choosing your personnel and changing personnel like there's a lot of like menuing I guess is the word that you would use yeah. if you were like a speedrunner too like just like flying through all these menus and all these different options and really customizing everything and that is the most like that's the part that is just like miles beyond my head yeah and like you said you can you could adjust everyone's zones you can take this player and man him up to this player and like like we said that's that chess match that i'm addicted to i love playing it and uh i think that's why people like to watch the competitive aspect Be like okay how's this guy gonna counter this and like people don't realize like the behind the scenes stuff like what goes on for us like competitive players when in regards to like watching film watching film with other opponents watching film of yourself it's really like getting a game plan ready for, for your opponents. So, like, last year I was in the big tournament. I took second, and, and I had, like, written out, like, scouting reports for each of the player I was playing and stuff. And, like, and that can switch when you see him play. Like, I saw a guy play that I was about to play in the Final Four, and I had to make some adjustments, like, the night before to, like, change the game plan for, like, what I wanted to do against them. So, like, that back and forth and, like, that the game planning and strategizing is – what I, what I love. 
Yeah, that's that's super cool, and I feel like it kind of puts you in the in a different world and kind of speaking a different language, but kind of in the same shoes as like a coach, where you have to sit there up the night before, going, okay, who who do they have? You know, what are we going to run? And and kind of figuring out what you know, and they have to figure out what you're going to practice all week, where you can just kind of yep. make the choice. But yeah, and it even um, comes down to stuff like you can like match coverages in the game. So like you know that stuff's pretty complex, and like you see people like Betts trying to break it down on Twitter. Um, and that stuff's all in the game. So you can figure out how to use that for certain situations, two by two looks, trips looks, bunch looks, things like that. So it's, like I said, it's very, it's exciting because you can, you have so many possibilities because of Madden and then you can make, you can kind of make that game plan happen because of the coding and how realistic it's gotten. Yeah. So I, I want to talk about that a little bit more in just a second, but uh, we're going to step away here. And when we come back, I, I want to talk to you a little bit more about that kind of the, the way the AI is maybe exploitable. And also, I want to talk a little bit about some of the Vikings players so that we can get a little <laughs> bit more minnesota -y. So uh, stick around for that. Okay, we are back here with Ivy Strafing Top 10 Madden player, uh, classic Vikings representative. And uh, I, I want to ask you about, so here's something that I see, and maybe I'm totally off base. So tell me if, a, if this is just like, no, that never happens. You saw like two clips on Twitter, that's it. Um, but it seems like oftentimes, especially when it comes to like gap discipline, the AI, which as far as I understand it, will kind of have like a, a dice roll that is more likely to have the player like be in the right spot, depending on like how their awareness is and stuff. Um, and the AI will like say, okay, the player had a good play this time, but they still will go just because of the way that they run and the weird movement animations will still be like, not quite in the gap, right. And you can still get past them. And, and I feel like that might be why the running game is currently so popular because of the design of like Madden 2020. Is that a theory that's anything or am I completely wrong? No, you're exactly right. Especially for Madden 20, like the, the most recent game and, I think EA will be the first to tell you guys that, I mean, this is not the product they wanted for this year's game where it's so easy to run the ball, especially the way they want to make it more simulation-based where, you know, in the real in real football, it's a passing league. Despite what you get, what everyone says about the Niners, they still pass the ball. Um, so I think, like you said, you might have the perfect defense call, the perfect scheme drawn up, but Barry Sanders, whoever's their running back, would still get around the corner and – that's kind of the frustrating part about this year's game. It's never been like this before ever in Madden. And uh, I'm hoping for Madden 21, they kind of make some adjustments to kind of bring it back to, you know, more of a chess match and more about, you know, making correct play calls, not calling stretch on third and 12 and then giving up a 40-yard touchdown. Yeah, more about the, you know, person versus player, not person versus which AI is out of position this time. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so I, I, now I want to pivot to some of the individual players. So you play Madden ultimate team. So for those who aren't familiar with what that is, can you explain that format? Yeah. So it's basically like, if you think of DraftKings or like a DFS type fantasy format where you get to pick players based on your, um, you get to pick players on your team and they're assigned like a value and like you have to stay under a certain salary cap value. So for example, if your receiver was, uh, we'll say Adam Thielen, he's going to be more than, you know, your run-of-the-mill Packers receiver, not named Devontae Adams. And then if you put him on your team, you, might have, cut, <laughs> you might have to cut cap at like a different position, like guard, which, you know, the Vikings have done for how many years now? So it's, all, it's kind of like a, you have to put a puzzle together to fit your team how you want it. And then, 
you play against another team, another team that does the same thing. So, for example, last year my quarterback was Michael Vick. My receivers were Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. So they have rece- they have legends in the game too, which make it which makes it fun. And uh, that's a that's a really big part of the process of playing Madden competitively, making your team and like getting comfortable with the players you want to use. And uh, you want to talk about Viking players like Anthony Barr is one of the best um, Madden players ever. He's actually that's one of my fascinating favorites. fascinating to me. Wait, yeah. That's crazy because he doesn't occupy, like my whole thing with Anthony Barr is that he doesn't occupy a position that like can be described by Madden. Yeah. But the fact, so the fact that he is still good in Madden is really, really interesting. Like, I feel like he's not quite a three, four outside yeah. linebacker. He's not quite a four, three outside linebacker. Like he's something else. That's like this custom only Anthony Barr, like Kyle Van Noy is this. Yeah. So that's crazy. And so he's one of the best, they call it user defenders where you use that guy. He's one of the best. Oh. So we'll, people put him at like middle linebacker. And it's because he's 6'5", fast, um, really athletic, can make those animations where he jumps up and intercepts, intercepts the ball, good in the run game. And he's like, you know, 6'5", what, 240, 250? So he's huge. But his athleticism and also being 6'5", has made him a legend in the uh, Madden community. So it's interesting because, you know, Barr, I wouldn't say is a top – I mean, he's not the best linebacker on the team, but in comparison to Eric Kendricks, great player in, in real life, not very useful in Madden because he's short, not that fast. Obviously, those things that are really good in his real-life game, like his instincts, coverage, things like that, are great, but they don't show up on the field, on the Madden right. field like Because if, if you're Bart playing does. as him, you have to be as smart as Eric Kendricks, and if you aren't, then you're, you know, it's is AI as smart as Eric Kendricks and not necessarily. Exactly, exactly. And he's six foot, what, one, six feet compared to six five. So in Madden, kind of like in – uh, in real life football, you need that height, speed, size, um, and there's some outliers like, like always. But that's the things that Madden players are looking for for their team. So, yeah. So okay, uh, real quick, I want to rapid fire some names and then I'll let you go. Uh, but for some of the players that get popular in uh, in Ultimate Team or like, do do you see a lot of Adrian Peterson, or is it only just Barry Sanders doing what he would do? It's funny because, you know, Adrian Peterson kind of runs like up, like high, like he runs like upward, like that, that actually, they have that run, like how he runs in the game. So that's actually not very useful in the game because he has a tendency to not fall forward like he does in real life because of his running style. So he's not really used that much and his, you know, fumbling issues that are well documented. He does, he does cough up the ball quite a bit, but there's a ton of Vikings that are useful. John Randall's good. Um, Harrison Smith, it's funny. Again, it's like Kendrick's very instinctive player, but he's not exactly the fastest on Madden, so he's not he's not that crazy like compared to like other fast faster uh, safeties. Uh, who else? Uh, Antoine Winfield, same thing. He's a legend, but he's only five foot nine, and you want you want tall, fast players. Sure, because you put they Antoine just, Winfield on Randy Moss, and yep, exactly. And then Randy Moss probably the. He's one of the best receivers ever in Madden, um, 6'4", super fast. Um, he's kind of a sour point, though, because I, I lost in the championship last year. He was on my team when he fumbled at, like, the six-yard oh, line. No. So I'm so That's sad about Peterson's it. That's job. I know, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the biggest one, honestly, the best Vikings player ever in Madden is Anthony Barr, which sounds crazy, but it's definitely true. That's really funny. Yeah. Because it's so like my, my biggest criticism about like Madden and how it like colors the way that people like parse real life football is that it creates this reductive thing where 
you can't have like tweeners. You have you're yeah. either a, a will linebacker, you're a left, you're an outside linebacker, or an inside linebacker. You're either you know a tackler and like changing them. You can't you can't have somebody like occupy one thing on one snap and another thing on another snap. But I guess with you guys, the way that you swap people around pre snap and before you've chosen your play and swap your personnel around, you kind of yep. are doing that the way that that NFL coaches are. Um, so the fact that Anthony Barr can be good in but only in that environment where you can kind of user him, which I guess is like close to what Zimmer does with him, which is kind of like have him custom do whatever you need him to do on that play and not necessarily have like a predetermined role that is like easy to explain. It's really interesting that like, okay, now Anthony Barr gets good. Yeah. And they now have new packages too. Like you're talking about where you can put in like sub package linebackers and like pass rush ends and pass rush defensive tackles. So they're doing, they are doing better and Madden getting uh, kind of those specialty positions down and you can set them like before the game on your roster and things like that. So they are they are realizing that, you know, NFL football has become more of like specialty positions, like you said. So they are trying to implement that. But yeah, Anthony Barr, probably the best Vikings player in, in uh, Madden history. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, one more and then I'll let you go. Of the Vikings draft class, they got 15 players. I can rattle them off for you if you yeah. want. Of the Vikings draft class, who is most likely to become used in competitive Madden? Ooh. This answer might surprise you, but uh, I think probably better than Ezra. Ezra Cleveland. That would have been my guess, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like a nice, cheap tackle if you don't yeah. want to worry about it, yeah. So, for example, I used, like, Brian O'Neill last year when he was pretty cheap, but he's, like, super athletic. And it's funny, like, there's a difference in the game. If you're running, like, say, uh, you know, stretch outside zone concept or, like, even inside zones and you have faster, like, more athletic linemen, it kind of – it's like real life where if you have just – power guards in there and like just big slow linemen it's not going to work as well so like I had these super athletic tackles last year for my inside zone calls and Brian O'Neill is one of them so I think Ezra Cleveland um he'll be very useful in in those roles and I think Gladney's just a little bit too small um and then Dancer's a little bit too slow for their ratings to be very useful so yeah I think probably Ezra yeah, that makes sense too. Is if if everybody's got their Anthony Barr on the other side, you want to make it harder for them to like run around your linemen, and if they're faster, exactly. then yeah, then that'll be a little more difficult. Well, hey man, thank you so much for coming on and 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 talking video games here on this football podcast. Hey, appreciate it. keep 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 up the good work with this. Uh, I'm an avid listener, and I'm I'm excited for the season. I appreciate that, man. Great to hear that. That was IB Strafe, and tell me where we can find you. Uh, do you stream or just Twitter? Or to tell me to plug your business. Yeah, I'm uh I'm on Twitter, I B Strafing, I B E S T R A F I N G. Um you can see me on Sundays in the fall angrily tweeting myself through the uh through the Vikings games. So say we all um, yeah, and I'm on Twitch too, uh on different tournaments when EA has them and sometimes I stream, but uh yeah, avid Vikings fan, die hard ever ever since I was little. I'm just hoping we can put one season together before I die. (laughs) (laughs) Just one before I die. And of course, you guys will be able to find all that information down in the show notes as always. Thank you again, man. Have a good one. You too. Thanks. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Vikings. I'll see you all tomorrow. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at LukeBraunNFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked on Vikings. Please send me your episode ideas. This is the perfect time to explore the stuff that you guys want to hear about. You can find this show anywhere you find your favorite podcasts, or you can always ask your smart device to play podcast Locked on Vikings. Locked on Vikings today was brought to you by Built Bar, and as always, Skull.